Welcome to Funding the Dream on Kickstarter. I'm Richard Bliss, the host. You're listening to episode 159. This is one of those episodes I don't have a guest. It's just me. So a quick shout out to my last guest or the guest before, Marital Bliss. Uh, Nick and Nicole, their project's doing great. Thank you, listeners, for supporting them. I, I certainly appreciate it, and I know they do. I had a lot of fun talking to them. Okay, what are we going to talk about on this episode? We're going to talk about some of the stuff that we've talked about in the past, some of the fan mail I've received uh, for some of the episodes. Mainly, we're going to talk a little bit about branding, marketing, how to get your Kickstarter project noticed, what this idea is of establishing your digital identity, um, and online branding. So those are some of the things we're going to talk about. If you were paying attention in one of my previous episodes, I think it was episode 150, I talked about the three P's of online branding or online marketing. What were they? Do you remember? Predictable, persistent presence. Let's talk just a quick recap. What does that mean? Predictable. It means it comes out on a regular basis where people begin to anticipate that it's coming, whether it's a tweet, a Facebook post, a blog, a podcast, a YouTube video. It doesn't matter as long as whatever it is that you're doing is predictable. It starts to happen in a certain cadence or pattern. Predictable, persistent, excuse me. Yeah, predictable, persistent presence, persistence. What does that mean? Time. Think about time. Marketing takes a while to have an impact. If you, uh, it's one of the laws of the 22 immutable laws of marketing is that it happens over time. And so that's what, something that you've got to focus on is that you've got to take your time and get your marketing message app out there. So that's the persistence. It has to, so this podcast, we're at 159 episodes, almost two years. That would be an example of persistence. I've often talked about my favorite guest and your favorite guest because his episodes are listened to more than anybody, and that's Howard Taylor, who for six years has produced a comic strip every single day of the week for six solid years. No, excuse me, 13 years, whatever. He's done it a long time, 13 years, I think. So that's an example of uh, – it was Jamie Stegmeier who's been on the show who's done six years of his blog Monday through Friday. Persistence. Keep it going. It's got to stay out there because people are going to find you just like you did. You found me, not at the very beginning, although some of you did, like Gabe, but some of you just kind of dropped in in the middle and all of a sudden you're like, whoa, I'm in the middle of this big thing and now you've got to kind of go backwards and forwards trying to catch up. So persistence is a key part of the branding. And then um, presence. That means you need to be everywhere you can. I got an email today, uh, interesting email, fan mail. I appreciated that. Actually, it wasn't an email. It was a tweet. Let me just read it to you. Somebody sent me a tweet, and this is what they said. This is John. Uh, John and I appreciate it. John said, hey, Richard, I'm thinking I like the way I've stumbled upon you five times in two days. Perhaps we should consider chatting. That was the tweet that uh, John sent me. I was doing social media training for some executives at a company that I consult for, and I was doing Twitter training. And up came this tweet. And it was one of the things I was already talking about, the three Ps, and it was a perfect example. So I don't know where John found me five times over the last two days, but there's a good chance that he found me either probably on Twitter somewhere. Somebody retweeted something I said. He might have saw me on Facebook or my Game Whisperer website. He might have saw a blog. Doubt it, haven't blogged for a while. Maybe he caught a YouTube video that I had done. These are all the different places that he could have found me. Presence. I'm I'm everywhere that I want him to find me. And that's one of the things to think about. So let's talk about this online presence. Because there's some things I can do tell you to help you out. Because one of the things I always tell you is if you've got a Kickstarter campaign, 
You need to take the time, persistence, to build up awareness of your campaign. Somebody the other day said, yeah, but how long can, you know, who's going to be interested in me blogging about bubblegum or whatever their topic was? They're missing the point. Your goal is not to simply tell your message to people who aren't interested. It's to find things they're interested in and then bring them in. This is that whole content marketing thing. Talk about something interesting to them and then tie it in. Don't try to sell right up front. Hey, nice to meet you. You've been to a party where that sleazy guy comes up, shakes your hand, and then reaches in your pocket, pulls out his business card, hands it to you, and he's selling something. You know, he's selling insurance or something. I think about Groundhog's Day when uh, Phil was walking to um, the square and uh, Ned comes up. Phil? Phil! And he's selling insurance. And it's just like sleazy. You're like, go away. You know, I get people sending me direct tweets. It's a courtesy. If you follow me, I'll try to follow you. If I'm not, let me know. It's a courtesy. It's etiquette on Twitter. But that doesn't mean you can send me a direct message spamming me about your Kickstarter campaign or sending me an email on Facebook spamming me about your Kickstarter campaign. I'm not connecting with you to give you money. I'm connecting with you maybe to give you some advice, to share some common interests, but don't hit me up for money the first time we ever interact. That's not what's going on here. So what you have to do is figure out a way to be interesting over time. For example, the uh, Sales of Glory campaign on Kickstarter uh, earlier this year, I was heavily involved with that. Two years, they and I have been working on building up that presence so that when the Kickstarter campaign went live, we were able to raise $276,000. Two years of presence. I don't want to wait that long. I hear you I hear you telling me that. I don't want to wait that long. I want to shortcut it. Really? You want to shortcut the most important part. Money's easy. That you can shortcut. You can go rob a bank. I don't you know, you can do all kinds of things to get money. But you can't do anything shortcut to get fans. And that's where the persistence comes in. You got to take the time to be out there for a while. All right. Let's talk about Noem, K-N-O-W-E-M.com. I've shared this with you before in one of the podcasts, but you might have missed it. K-N-O-W-E-M.com. What's Noem? Noem is your virtual real estate broker. Go out to Noem. You, if you're sitting at your computer listening, you can do it right now. Noem.com. It's going to bring up a uh, very busy, confusing screen, but there's going to be a bar right in the middle where you can type in your handle. What's a handle? Well, if you've used a CB or a ham radio, it's that name that you go by on the CB, you know, the truckers. Well, you have a handle. You have a handle on Twitter. You have a handle on you know, Facebook, not really, but Twitter. So type in the handle you want to be known by. Maybe you've got a cool game or maybe it's your game company or maybe it's a CD or a band that you've got. Whatever it is, type it in and hit enter. What no one will do is pull up all of the social, popular, most popular social media sites and tell you whether that handle or that name is taken. Easy. That way you can see whether the name you picked that you thought was so cool is really going to be worth putting the effort in because, oh, by the way, you're doing something on Pinterest and the name's taken on Pinterest or Instagram or whatever. Or you can look and say, you know what? I'm not going to use most of those social media tools, but it, I got it here on uh, YouTube. I'll take that YouTube channel. And that's how you're able to do that. So this is something that I did. So today I had somebody, I met somebody, I was interviewing the CEO of 
Sixth Sense. They've got a 3D virtual reality thing that ties into a 3D printer. I was at a 3D printer conference doing some interviews. And uh, this woman walked up to me. She was introduced to me, and she said, based on the way that people were talking about me, are you famous, she said. Well, how do you answer that question? Am I famous? What does that mean? I said, well, some people think so. I know the fans, John, think so. He tweeted me. So I said, this is what you do. If you want to see if I'm famous, go Google my name, Richard Bliss. And the reason I said that is because a few years ago, I decided that that was my handle, Richard Bliss. I wanted to become known as Richard Bliss. For a while, it was R. Bliss. But my brother is Rodney Bliss, and he stole like R. Bliss at Microsoft.com. He used to work there. R. Bliss at MSN.com. So he and I were fighting for this R. Bliss. We've both been on the cutting edge of the technology wave. So I switched over to Richard Bliss. I used to own RichardBliss.com. It's a long story. It involves a divorce. I don't have it anymore, okay? All the places I can snag Richard Bliss has pretty much been snagged, although on Gmail, I, I missed it. So in that case, I put my middle initial in, A, Richard A. Bliss. But if you type in Richard Bliss, I will come up on Google. Remember, if it's not on the front page, it doesn't, doesn't exist. So in the top 10, I appear seven times. Now, this wasn't always the case. Several years ago, I looked at that, and I was like one or two if I was lucky. And somebody else, there was another guy um, whose name isn't even Richard Bliss. It's his middle name. And he was using it, his multi-level marketing guy. And it was really irritating me. Hey, he's using my name. Now, there's a lot of Richard Blisses out there, so it was kind of egotistical of me to think that. But still, I decided Richard Bliss was my brand. That's what I was going to become known as. It's a great name for a marketing person, Richard Bliss. I've had people just ask me, is that really your name? Yep, that's really my name. So I started systematically identifying ways that I could show up on the Google search. So, for example, I wrote a book. If you go out to Amazon, type in Richard Bliss, that other guy will show up. But so will mine, my ebook uh, and my paperback called Stealing the Show, Richard Bliss. I have Richard Bliss YouTube channel, Richard Bliss Twitter. So if you look at the top 10 Richard Blisses, number one, will be my blog, Richard Bliss blog. Number two will be my LinkedIn profile. Number three is a professor at a uh, university. And the reason is, is because universities, EDU, if you get an EDU associated with your name or your email address, those get preferential treatment by Google, by the way. Number four is my Twitter handle. Number five, I got to fix this one. Some guy who does game testing for Game Salute, his name Richard Bliss, and he lives in Washington where I'm from. I got a problem with that. I got to go fix that one. And uh, it's through Meetup, so I'm probably going to go set up a Meetup group associated with Richard Bliss. Number six is my Facebook ID. Number seven is my Game Whisperer website. Number eight is my Forbes profile because I'm a uh, contributor and writer on Forbes. Number nine is my YouTube channel. And number 10 is some lawyer somewhere in the middle of the country, Richard T. Bliss or something like that. So there you go. Oh, by the way, if you go to the next page, I am again six of the next. So I am 13 of the top 20. The reason I'm sharing with you, does that make me famous? Well, yeah, amongst Richard Blisses it does. But my point is, is that a while back, I decided that I wanted to stake out my domain. And one of the things I did is use Noam. Go out, type in Noam, type in Richard Bliss, all one word. And I could find all the places that I could go and snag that name. Instagram, Pinterest, uh, LiveJournal, uh, WordPress. You know, they're all out there. And that's what you need to do. You need to go find what your brand is. Okay? And then you can, over time, 
start figuring out what those things are. So let's talk about that. Who has time? Which one of you has the time to stay on top of all of this social media stuff? If you're running a Kickstarter campaign, that takes half your life. So how, what time do you have to put up, to be following people on Twitter and be out on Facebook and uploading YouTube videos? Really? I don't know. You got a job? You got a life? You got wife, kids, some kind of life? It's hard. So this is what, let me just share you what I've done because I'm not a perfect example, quite far from it. I have a blog, richardblissblog.com. I update it like once every six months. That's terrible. I just don't have the time. Oh, by the way, this podcast doesn't have a website. I know, hard to believe. You guys still listen and find it. I don't even have a website. I'm st it's one of those things on my list. I got to get to that. I don't do my regular blogs. I wish I did. It feel bad that I don't. When I talk to Jamie Stegmeyer, he makes me feel terrible because he has somehow found the, the way to do that on a regular basis. I occasionally tweet. You'll see a flurry of tweets from me like in one day and then nothing for a couple of days. And, and then I rarely make Facebook posts. I read Facebook and I'm active on my personal Facebook, but I have a Game Whisper Facebook post and some other Facebook pages and I just don't that, do, do it that often. So it sounds like I'm hardly involved with social media. I had somebody ask me today, how much time do I spend in social media? You know what? Half my day. But most of it is, is consuming and watching and getting a feel for it. So where, what do I do? Predictably persistent presence, my podcast. I decided if I was going to do one thing, this was it. So this is what I picked. So I challenge you to find one thing and pick it and get good at it. You can't do it all. So pick one, get good at it. Once you're good at it, maybe you'll get a little bit better at the next one. And don't be doing the, where the tweet feeds into the Facebook and the, and those don't count. And people see that and they get irritated. Be genuine. Be authentic. If you can't do them all, still go to know them and stake out your name, but just go ahead and pick one and do it. Talking's easy for me. Podcasting, which I had never done before, came easy. And so that's what I picked. If Feel free to reach out to me and tell me what you think or some ideas that have worked out for you. Okay. So we've got some ideas. Now let's talk about branding. Let's talk about owning a word. If I said I drive the safest car on the road, what kind of car would you think that I drove? Yeah, Volvo, you're right. Very good. I don't drive a Volvo, but that's what you would think. I was watching a movie. I hate to admit it. It was 27 Dresses. You know that movie. I was watching it with my wife. And they made a statement. Oh, I'm driving up, up New York. Um... The guy says, well, I can go with you. you know, she's like, oh, it's fine. I got my dad's car. It's a Volvo. I turned to my wife in the movie because I was there with her and said, there's going to be a car accident. She said, what? Shh, I'm watching the movie. Sure enough, next scene, it's raining. It's dark. Bam, there's a car accident. How did I know? Well, because the writer of the movie realized that they wanted to inject a sense of, of suspense, of danger, but this was a comedy, so it had to be safe. So by saying Volvo, all of us put the word safe in our heads so that even though the car accident happened, we knew that nothing bad was going to happen. How could it? They're in a Volvo. Owning a word absolutely positively has to be there overnight. Who am I talking about? FedEx, right? Absolutely positively has to be there overnight. They own the name overnight. If some company says, hey, we deliver faster than FedEx, Really? 
Because by the very act of saying that, you just told me that FedEx is number one. Number one never compares themselves to number two, but number two always is, their tactics are always dictated by number one. So if you say I'm better than that guy over there, you've just said that guy over there is perceived as number one. That's something to think about. So own the word. Basically, it's own your category. So if you've got a project that you're doing, you're thinking, okay, I'm going to market this. I'm going to get out in front. This thing's better than this one over here. My card game is better than Magic the Gathering. Do you know how many times I've heard that? How can it be better than Magic the Gathering? Magic the Gathering is Magic the Gathering. People who play it like to play Magic the Gathering. Think about chess sets. You know how many failed chess Kickstarter projects there are? Tons. At one point, they even had a chess category. Because there were so many. But let me tell you something. If you're thinking about a chess, you can't make chess better. You can't make a better chess set. People play chess because they like to play chess. That doesn't mean they're going to like to play your battle chess or your 3D chess or your Star Trek chess. or your. No, they like chess. Don't mess with it. That's number one. You can't push them out of the way. This concept of owning a word. So if you're going to develop something in your brand, think about the word that you're going to want to own. It doesn't have to be a single word. So, for example, the, the space I staked out for myself when it came to what we're doing my podcast was, what is my podcast? It's all about Kickstarter. It's not really about crowdfunding, which it is because that's, in essence, what we do. But it's really about Kickstarter. It's the Kickstarter podcast, funding the dream on Kickstarter. People are like, whoa, you know, crowdfunding, equity funding. It's all bigger. You should not just limit yourself. Are you kidding me? You try explaining crowdfunding to somebody – or how many times have you heard somebody say, oh, yeah, I got a Kickstarter project. It's over on Indiegogo. Really? Kickstarter and crowdfunding have become the same word. That's the word I picked. My podcast is the oldest and longest running and most established podcast for Kickstarters. That's what it is. Find your word. Find your brand. We've only got a minute or two left. I appreciate you sticking with me all this time. I've just been rambling here, but hopefully it's been some good stuff. I'm going to talk a little bit about your Twitter or Facebook image, your icon, your avatar. I've noticed that sev some people I, I know like to change theirs up. They get bored, so they change it up. Bad idea. Look, I don't read your name when I find you on Twitter and, and respond or anything. I don't. I look for your image because your image is like your face. It's your brand. And I look for that. And as I scan that feed of thousands of people who are tweeting, I'm looking for you. I can't read it. I can't scan and read. Why would I read it? I'm looking for your face. And when I say your face, I don't mean your physical face. I mean a face that represents your brand, your image. It might be an icon. It might be a word. It might be something. Don't mess with your brand. Don't change the image. Jamie, don't change the cover of Viticulture because the people see it and think about it, they don't read the word. So there's my shout out for everybody today. That's some of the marketing stuff. My next episode, we'll probably have another guest. But in this one, we got to talk about random things, marketing, branding, persistence, uh, being famous, all those type of things. Hopefully it's been helpful. Hopefully you've been inspired. Normally I'm inspired by somebody else, but I'm inspired because you guys send me fan mail and we get to talk about it. This back and forth, it's awesome. Thanks for listening. I'm, look forward, I'm looking forward to seeing your Kickstarter project out there so I can help you fund your dream. Take care.